Welcome to Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. Today, we're talking long series. These could be series where each book is 500 pages, or series that have 12 or more books in them. The only thing that matters is your commitment and your enjoyment. Join Colleen, Katie, and Russell as they talk about the joy of reading long books, the book equivalent of a big bag of Cheetos, and explaining technology to eight-year-olds. Stay tuned. All right. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Stacks and Stories. I'm Katie. I'm usually behind the recording chair, but I am hosting today's episode. And I am here with one familiar face to the podcast and one completely new face to the podcast. So, familiar face, introduce yourself first. I'm Russell Hawkins. I work in the IT department here at the agency. And new face, your turn. And I'm Colleen Gregg. I also work in the IT department at MLC. And we are all here today because we like long book series. They can either be long-running series, the book series that have 12, 20, however many books, or they can just be long book series or it's a shorter series but this book has like 600 pages in it so let's just get things started with a more just general question what is the appeal of these long series for y'all because you could just as easily read a short little 200 page book that starts and ends well for me it's the the continuation of the story. I don't have to completely learn all new characters. And um, when you find a series that you really enjoy the world, the universe that it's built in, then you want more. Like I, I would love to read a book. Of course, I can't think of any off the top of my head. That's just like a, a small uh, one volume book. And at the end of the book, I'm, I want more. I want more in that world. Exactly. And that's what I love about long book series is. Yeah, you grow to love a character and you just want to keep coming back to see what next adventure you know, it brings them to. Yeah, and I know that both of y'all are pretty avid fantasy readers. And yes. fantasy is a genre that has this reputation for the long book series. Like, what do you think makes fantasy so fitted to like these 10 volume long series? I think it's partly because you're not constrained to like the laws of reality. <laughs> like, you know, someone can die and come back three times and, oh, they're a fairy. That totally works, you know? So there's no questions asked when something crazy happens. Well, and, yeah, and you get to the point where one of the series of books that I, I really enjoyed when I was younger was. Um, the Myron Bolitar series. It's a Harlan Coben, but it's basically just um, a detective show. I mean, he he. It starts off. He gets involved in somebody has a problem, and then he goes out and solves the crime. And it's just a who done it. But there's only so far you can take that where it just becomes repetitive. Even. The, the villains get weirder and the, <laughs> the scenario gets more complicated, but the character itself, there's no, he doesn't grow. He just, he goes out, he solves yeah. crime, and it's over. Um, whereas in a fantasy world, 
the character can grow. He can all of a sudden become uh, a magic user now instead of just a warrior. And then he can become a deity because he killed this god and, and now he's taken on that power and that responsibility. So it's for me, that's, that's the big, that would be the big reason. Yeah, and the human lifespan is only so long in fantasy. You can have characters that live 500 years or thousands of years. Yeah, as someone who will go against the grain here and say that I love a good standalone fantasy novel, my long series that I want to talk about, none of them are fantasy. But with that, you do still get the sort of character development and the watching mm-hmm. these characters, even if they're just normal high schoolers, grow from like, 14 years old to 18 years old, which was a big old change for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah. like like he said, there's also the standalone series, and you don't fall into the trope of just doing the same thing over and over and mm-hmm. over again. So you're like, one and done. Um, there's this goofy movie called Frequently Asked Questions About Time Travel. It's like, there's the time police, and they try to prevent crimes. And I thought it was so funny and so true, because like they found often the biggest crimes were crazy fans who went back and like killed the author or the movie director right before they could make the flop like George Lucas is killed after like the original three or even after the original uh, first two and I was like yeah that's so true because like you love a character you love a book series and then bam flop and you just your heart just falls out So let's start talking about some of the series in question. Russell, I'm going to start with you. What is a long series, either in volume or in page length? What is one that you really like? Well, my favorite is The Dresden Files um, by Jim Butcher. And I'm, I'm one who doesn't like super long series, but even I have read like half of The Dresden Files. <laughs> you got yeah, yeah, awesome. I have so many other books to read. Um, because they combine the detective story with the the fantasy world. But yeah, it's I think they're on like 16 or 17, 17. now. 17. Mm-hmm. They just finished the major, um, the major battles. And it's it's been going on for... I, th- I know I've been reading his books for nine years, and I think I started on like the fourth or fifth book was the new one that had come out, which is I will say one of the drawbacks of reading and enjoying long book series is that if the author takes a break for ten years and doesn't write a book, then you're just sitting there with this cliffhanger book and waiting for the next part of the story. Um, so that that part can be a little frustrating, but then when they do finally release it and you're able to get in there and, and all of the theories that you came up with, you realize <laughs> some of them were true, some of them, they went a different way, but either way, it, it, it's worth the wait. So give me the cliff notes for Dresden Files. Okay. Oh, gosh. Um, I, the, the cliffiest cliff notes. <laughs> the, um, Harry Dresden is a, he is a wizard. And he is also a private detective or a wizard for hire. Um, mm-hmm. And he gets roped into every, every possible scenario that you can imagine. Uh, everything from the Norse gods get involved, the elves from uh, Shakespeare's fairies. Werewolves. Werewolves, yep. Vampires. Uh, vampires. I mean, they're all, all of the the typical sci-fi fantasy bunch are all included, but it's all, it's set in a, 
in a universe where the regular pe- population don't they don't know magic, yeah, and so Chicago. he gets the regular people make fun of him for because he's in the yellow pages under wizard, <laughs> and other than getting into details about what he gets involved in, that's about as cliffy <laughs> cliff notes we can make it. <laughs> I mean, you could have a whole series based on this. Yeah, we could. Alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other series that I wanted to talk about was the. Uh, the one that I'm currently reading because they just got a new book. It's the um, Night Lord series by Garen Whited. It's bizarre. It's almost like it reminds me a lot of Doctor Who, like as far as the the way the story progresses. And Speaking of log running series. Yeah. <laughs> if that had a book series, that, that would definitely have been one of my favorites. It's almost stream of consciousness the way that he writes it because he'll um, he he's constantly talking to himself and the whole thing takes place like he's keeping a journal but it's in his headspace which is basically he's he's mentally keeping a journal so every chapter is titled the day and most of the time it's consecutive days and then there will be a jump and it, the first thing he'll say is sorry for the long wait this is what's been going on. And, but it's very, um, like he'll ask himself questions and, oh, I, I, I can't worry about that right now. I got to focus on this. And sometimes he comes back and answers those questions. Sometimes he just lets them go. It is, it is a very twisty turny as far as it, you couldn't say it's a fantasy book because it, it's also heavy in sci-fi with um, time travel and with super high-tech worlds where he does it have a bit of everything a bit yes yeah there's there's angels and demons and uh wizards and uh there's flat earths and earths that are on the back of turtles kind of like Discworld. Discworld, yes. um, Speaking which of was another great series, series. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it but yeah he hops around to all these different worlds and some of them are full-on fantasy where there's nothing is the same as it is on earth and then there's also earth variants where like the nazis won world war ii or any concept that you can think of where there was a big change that would completely alter the way the earth looks now there's a world out there that looks like that and he will probably visit it but it's only it's only five books long right now um, but each book is massive. For these, I listen to the audiobook because I enjoy the guy that, that reads them. And I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But, but the books are, like the first book is 34 hours long in comparison to a Dresden File book that is 10 hours long. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. So it's, it's like three of the Dresden File books crammed into one. But they are, they are amazing. But I mean, hey, you can never have a book that's too long, right? Yeah, circling back to Dresden Files for a bit, one of the things that I really liked in the TED books of the series that I read was how it's a continual series, but mm-hmm. like each book kind of has its own plot. Yes. Because I, I really hate like books that. that end on a cliffhanger. I hate that so much. Oh, just... then um, if you read far enough, it oh, happens no. at some point. 
I'm just gonna I'm gonna spoil that much for Jim you. Jim Butcher. Something you know is gonna happen that you finally want to happen. You're like yes, and then bam, tragedy strikes and it ends right <laughs> on that camera. <cliffhanger>. Like, <laughs> you know, it makes you. Sean Renette is Sean the Renette. guy that reads the Nightboard series. Nice. <clears throat> but yes, I absolutely agree. The Jim Butcher. If Harry Dresden was a real person, he would want to hurt Jim Butcher a lot because he gets put through so many things. Yeah, for real. You think like this love interest is has been building and building and building, and then they finally get together, and then the love interest goes away, and then there's this other love interest that builds and builds and builds, and then she dies, and it's just it. It's. (laughs) Wonderful, but at the same time, it, it does make you want to throw the book across the room. And then also, like, he's falling yeah. out of buildings every other book. He's so a wizard. Yes. He's fine. He's got <laughs> Or burning them down. Do, do wizards have, well, like, health care? <laughs> I mean, they have wizards that help with healing and yeah. stuff, but they can't go to hospitals because magic, in this series, like, magic kind of interferes with electronics and stuff. So in the hospital, they'd bring down, like, the whole ward or something. So they can't really go to hospitals. Even more trauma for Harry (laughs) Dresden. That's right. Congratulations. They heal quickly, though. They'll they'll heal. It's fine. (laughs) Colleen, what are some long-running or just plain long book series that you would like to talk about? Gosh, there's so many to talk about. Um, Recently, I picked up this series a while back called The Number One Ladies Detective Agency. It's so good. And I don't remember, I was watching The Daily Show or Colbert or something, and it was just different. You don't, being the U.S., I just feel like you don't come across a lot of books set anywhere in Africa. Mm -hmm. And this is like a lady setting up her own detective agency in Botswana. And I like it because every story is different. But it always kind of has, you know, it's always going to end well. It's not predictable like Hallmark, but you know, like things are going to work out. Like the character's generally going to be happy or the bad guy gets put in his place or something. So I really like that because it's set in a world, I guess, most people around here wouldn't be familiar with. Yeah, and that series is by Alexander McCall Smith. Yeah, I read the first one of those. I came across the series first, Mm -hmm. the the BBC series, and pretty much most of that's covered in the first book, so I started on the second one and kept reading. But it's just everything is so different. Like, one time they have to go to this animal reserve somewhere deep in the jungle. She has to deal with, like, an evil, mean ex who's a musician, and it's coming there. And then she meets this really nice guy who's, like, the sweetest, most caring, loving person in the world. And then he has, like, two apprentices that work to him. They're always getting into shenanigans. So, like, they're not – they're well-meaning, but they're kind of, like, young dummies. So I always love to see what they're getting into next. Yeah, detective stories are another genre that I think fits really well with the long series because, like, when you think of, like, Sherlock Holmes, there's, like, yeah. at least six of those books. Yeah, and then you can have something different happen yeah. mm-hmm. each time. And half of those cases, it's, like, sort of a rip from a headline sort of thing where it's yes. like, ooh, we can make this in our book. Yeah, I think the only thing they got to worry about is make sure, like, the mystery doesn't fall into, like, the same pattern over right. and over. Otherwise, it's just you can predict, oh, this bad guy's going to happen, this is going to happen next, and which is sometimes I feel like happens in TV series. You're not wrong there. <laughs> Yeah. So are there any other series that you really like? I think I saw you perk up a little bit when Discworld got mentioned. Yes, I love Discworld. I like 
I don't know. I like it because one, it's fantasy. Two, it's like humor, but it's not always on the nose. Like it's British humor, so sometimes it's a little more subtle. Yeah. But um, I like that it's just so goofy, and then that's like the main character. One of the main characters is Death. He keeps popping up from time to time, but only wizards and people who have magic can see him. So it's really interesting to see like what happens when they see Death versus when a person doesn't know it's coming. And then what, what was it that's they riding on a? Oh yeah, which which one's your favorite? My favorite character, character is the trunk. The trunk? Oh, the luggage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the man-eating luggage trunk. <laughs> yeah, the, the disc world is the disc. It's on the elephants, which is riding on the turtle. And all the elephants space. have names. Yeah, it's floating through space. And all the elephants have names, and the turtle has a name, but I don't remember what they are. But, yeah, that that is a... And he takes well-known, or Terry, was it Terry Pratt, Pratchett? Terry yeah, Pratchett. So there's yeah. several Terrys, but he takes well-known stuff and turns it on its head, which I always think is funny. They have, there's this character, not Conan, but Cohen the Barbarian. Yeah. But he's like 90 years old and running <laughs> kind the of jungle. Feeble. <laughs> and then gets this like barely legal like wife and they're like, well, are you sure? It's like, hey, the wedding night, are you kind of worried about this? And they're like, eh, I'm sure she can keep up. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And that's yeah. another one where it's a wide universe, but each book is kind of standalone yeah the first few kind of take like one after the other kind of like together but after that it starts really exploring the characters and they sometimes overlap which is great about series because you can like you know have a character in one book and then not pop up for a while and then all of a sudden he pops up in another book Mm -hmm. and that's great about having side characters like you grow to love a side character but never gets overdone because they're just popping up sometimes yeah. And then occasionally they'll have a book where the entire book is told from that side character's point of view. And you get to kind of see, instead of the person, because most of the series that I read are told in first person. So they don't really see themselves as like a hero or whatever. They see themselves as they're trying to solve this problem. Then you have a side character that you see from their perspective just how wild this other person really is or how how much of a hero this person really is because of the way that they seem you don't get all the inner monologue of the argument back and forth of should i kill this beast or let it go and you know all that kind of stuff yeah i I like that so i am going to jump into rep a non-fantasy long series and also a different kind of long series which is just the sort of they're the same book every time with just little minimal things, but it's like eating a whole bag of Cheetos in one sitting. Like Harlequin novels? Like the Babysitter's Club. Oh, goodness. I forgot about those. I love the Babysitter's Club by Anna Martin. I got a... I am, I'm baby, so I'm a bit too young for when it came out as they were airing, but I inherited like two giant bags of them from my cousin, oh, who like was... Boxcar Children, Nancy Drew, yeah, Hardy yeah, Boys. Yeah, those sort of things. I read so much Boxcar Children. I did. I went, ooh, I just thought something your kid, your, or at least your daughter might like. I... I read them when I was older, but I love them. Hank the Cowdog and Junie B. Jones. I love like, Junie B. Jones. Hank the Cowdog is like the point of the, like if you've ever had a dog, it's from the dog's point of view. And it's just so accurate on how you feel that dogs think. And so <laughs> I reread them in college. I'm like, yep, still good. Yeah. And it's there's a lot of good kids book series where you can 
kind of tell after a certain point. It's like, okay, this is when the Ghost Rider took over. But they're just such your jam. And especially, like, if you're eight, then these all your jam. They're so easily readable. And that was The Babysitter's Club for me, which is a series. There's, like, a hundred of these books. Oh, and yeah. they're all, like, kind of the same. <laughs> so I don't remember that, but also it's been, like, 20 years. Yeah. So. They well, just, like, one story arc, and, and the, the writer just looks at that story arc and just plugs in different Yeah, Yeah, yeah I guess kind of. Yeah. You know, it's like the four girls, they babysit, and high school stuff pops up. Yeah, we've always got, stuff. you've always got half of the book is about, like, the high school problem, where it's, like, Stacy has diabetes and doesn't know how to tell her friends. Or it's like, mm, Jesse's book when you're young, right? You know? Or it's like Jesse is like starring in a she's the lead in the ballet performance, but another girl's mad at her because she's black. And another half of the book is about a babysitting chapter where it's like yeah. we're babysitting Jenny, who's a four year old, and she's the worst. Or it's like we're babysitting yes. this family. And they're having a tough time because, like, the parents are going through a divorce and the babysitter's club are going to learn how to comfort the kids while their parents oh, are going through the divorce. It's so wholesome. <laughs> it is. But, Plus, it's set before they had computers and cell phones. And yeah. so you, like, get to see that perspective of a problem. I mean, or I'm old enough to remember not having a cell phone or a computer. But it's still interesting because all of a sudden you'll come across, oh, yeah, doll phones, pay phones, or something that doesn't exist anymore. The Babysitter's Club hosts their meetings in Claudia's room because she's the only one with the phone line. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about this. (laughs) But, yeah, it's and there's a lot of kids' books like that. Like you mentioned Hank the Cowdog, Junie B. Jones, like Hardy Boys, Boys, Nancy Drew, Mm -hmm. where they are just – you could tell after a certain point of time, like the ghostwriter started kicking in, mm-hmm. and or the author got tired, or the author got tired. <laughs> but they're just so. If it's your jam and you're eight, then you're gonna read all of them. Like yeah. you're gonna go through all fifty of those Animorphs books because it's your jam and you're eight. Yeah, and you say you're eight, but I read How to Tame Your Dragon like well into my twenties, probably closer to thirty, and I got really involved. Like there's one chapter where it's like you know oh it could end there, you know it could end happily there, dear reader, but alas, sometimes we must grow up. And I'm like no, no, I don't want to grow up. Don't let the Thing happen. So, like, I can get pretty emotionally involved in these kids as, you know, 31 years old. So. Well, and also with Babysitter's Club, they're recently doing them as graphic novels because, oh, like, great. all the kids are reading it. graphic novels these days. So, Scholastic is, and, like, they're updating it a little bit where it's, like, getting rid of the floppy disks or something like that. But <laughs> you still do have that same sort of nobody has cell phones. We're only in Claudia's room because she has a phone line vibe. And I've been devouring those like it's junk food. See, I don't think they should update them because no, it helps agreed. to see into a different world. Like, agreed. if you don't get it, ask your parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One time I was reading a Hardy Boys book and I was like, Mom, what's a jalopy? Huh? A jalopy? What's a jalopy, Mom? He's driving a jalopy. He's <laughs> like, it's supposed to be an old car jalopy or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know what it was. <laughs> And it's like when you're when you're like 15, you think about things like why did they use their cell phones to call people in that horror movie? But when you're eight, it's just like okay, sure, I'm going to accept this. Yeah, yeah, no, that's I will say that's one bad thing about going back and 
reading some books, as you get older, you're like, they're not how you remember them, and it's a little more disappointing, because it's not what you thought it was, and so some books hold up. Like, I still enjoy Hardy Boys. Like, now I can see why my parents would occasionally roll their eyes at some scenes, <laughs> but I still enjoy them. Yeah. I introduced my son to, um, to Doctor Who, and I know it's yes. not a book, but you can't mention a long series of anything without at least Doctor including yeah. a nod to I'm Doctor Who. I'm going to put on my pedantic nerd hat for a bit and say there were Doctor Who books. They were released when, sure. like, in between the time when the old show had ended and before the new show had started. Really? They did Don't release a bunch of Doctor Who books. They are of varying quality. <laughs> <laughs> right, so they're kind of like the Star Wars books. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Just yes. different authors. Different series, bleh, and... Yeah. I'll have to check that authors. out because I, I didn't know that, that they had done that. Yeah, they are of varying quality. And you could tell by, like... The late 90s that everyone, <laughs> like the Doctor Who people had all gotten a little too sci-fi for their own good with some of the books. Oh, goodness. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, but to bring up the point that, right. that you were talking about, we were watching the series and uh, Kyle looks over at me and says, why, why don't they just go and call the police? And I was like, because this is 1700 where the doctor and his assistant are helping these people in the Revolutionary War, and they don't have phones. <laughs> they don't have police. Huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it took, I had to pause the show and explain to him that oh, cell phones have not so been sorry. around forever. <laughs> that, and the police have not been around forever. Long time ago, we had to take care of ourselves. <laughs> and if we wanted to talk to somebody that lived 10 miles down the road, we had to walk the 10 miles to go and talk to them. Yeah. Um, I think but it, it, was, it was a very eye-opening moment for me because I, I didn't even consider that I needed to explain that to him. Wait, how old but was he? His point of view. He's a, uh, he is now 12. When we started, he was 10. Okay. Oh my goodness. See, I think that was one advantage of having older parents because my, my dad was like 40 when I was born. So I grew up seeing all this older stuff. So it wasn't as, I didn't have to like question or think about it because my parents had already introduced me. I'm like, oh yeah, payphone. Oh yeah, 1940s, Abner Costello, whatever, you know. So yeah. So I had to explain not having streaming service to an eight-year-old. Oh no. Like it was, it was talking about like, I I hate it when people say, like, you know, kids these days don't, because I feel like it's so condescending, like, congrats on being older. Like, but I like the one, like, kids these days don't remember, like, the fear and thrill of, you know, going to the bathroom on a two-minute commercial break and hearing your, you know, sibling <laughs> uh, shout, it's back on as you heard all over the house to die, mom, in front of the, she's like, why can't you just go back and play it later? I'm like, no, you, it was just on the TV. <laughs> live TV. So I, th I think she was like, Huh. Like it went, it was it was getting ready to seek him, but it hadn't quite gotten there yet. It was it was very amusing. Yeah. So circling this back to long running book series mm -hmm. for a moment, as we have yes. gotten a little bit off topic, but that's okay. All these podcasts end up like slightly <laughs> off topic. Hmm, that's I have fun. another recommendation, which is a romance. I love romance. I love, romance. I, love I love people getting together and happily ever yes. after. It's also a manga because I am one of like the five staff members here who <laughs> read manga, so I have to shove it down people's throats at every opportunity. But there's also a there's also a television show made of it. Oh, well, see, I watch anime. Yeah, I think the anime is on Netflix. It's a Oron High School Host Club, 
by uh, Bisaro Hattori. It's like 18 volumes. It's romance. It's about this girl named Haruhi who's in high school. Oh my god! And she goes to the rich high school full oh, of rich yes. jerks. Snooty jerks. And she, but she's like a scholarship kid. And so she accidentally breaks a really expensive vase. <gasps> and so she has to work for the school's host club, which is basically attractive men flirting with people. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds weird. It is a little, it is a little weird, but Haruhi. Yeah, it's very anime. But Haruhi's a girl, but her hair's short and she dresses very masculine. So, like, she gets hired on the all-male host club. And then shenanigans ensue, because, uh-oh. But it's soap opera. It's just pure soap opera. Sometimes it's fun. I love soap opera nonsense. Yeah, and I dramas. love That's another good thing where that long series are good for, where if you just commit to going full-tilt soap opera, where it's like... Will they, won't they? Because will they, won't they gets, it can get pretty boring for a while. But if you yeah. commit to full tilt soap opera where it's like. Then you can do it. Yeah. You have realizations about someone's parents or like two people are together now, but we know it's not, they're side characters, so it's okay. We're doing a bit will they, won't they, but we're still concerned about the side characters getting together. <laughs> like if you go full soap opera, then you could definitely make your series which at its core is are these two people gonna kiss last for a while yeah yes i remember one time i watched a i got involved in a soap opera one time filipino soap opera and the person i was staying with like they didn't have the third season available so she just went and bought the fourth one we popped it in five minutes i was caught up missed an entire season (laughs) but within five minutes i'm like okay they're still not together this other person is mad now. Oh, and this person is now in the Like, it was like three things were different after missing a whole season. Um, I did read the the only uh, manga, manga, the only series that I ever read was the Bleach. Oh, Bleach is good. It was good. Mm, my friend loved those. Every other one that I've picked up, I've gotten through maybe the first book and just it, it didn't catch my attention right. the same way. Is Bleach where he's a detective? Well, Bleach is the one where it's by uh, Tite Kubo. I know because I got really, I was really into Bleach when I was younger. (laughs) Is that the one where he writes in people's names in a notebook? That's Death Note. That was also. But Bleach is one where you've got this high schooler kid who he becomes kind of like a Grim Reaper-ish sort of figure. yeah. Where he works with an older she, I say older, but she's got to be like 25 tops. <laughs> yeah. Like older old, than him. Yeah. An older lady. And they go around like fighting ghosts and dealing with supernatural things. Yeah. And it's very actiony oriented. And also it's like 70 volumes of the manga. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it was really good. That, as far as like the, the way the story is told. The reason that I think I I stuck with it is because it doesn't do a lot of, like it has the drama, but it's it's short lived. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. here's a little bit of drama, here's a bunch of action. Here's a little bit of drama, here's a bunch of action. You and I really enjoy that. You would probably like it's this uh, this series counts because it's on it's like twelfth volume, so I'm gonna say it counts for my like series. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure. But you would probably. It depends on your gore tolerance, but you would probably like Chainsaw Man, which is a... I've seen... Oh, you're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen uh, uh, several panels yeah. from Chainsaw Man. I am uh, I'm a fan of zombie movies, yeah. which 
in my opinion, could all be crammed together as and counted as one long series. Right. <laughs> Just yeah. any zombie yeah, movie much. ever. It, they're all the same. But yeah, a, a friend of mine sent me uh, some panels of yeah. the the Chainsaw Man or Chainsaw Boy. What, yeah, Chainsaw Man is Chainsaw the name Man. of the series. But uh, it was hilarious to me just because of the odd oddness. Yeah, I mean the, the, the hands, the the, the chainsaw, the, like unicorn horn chainsaw. Yeah, it's about a guy who turns into like he makes a pact with the chainsaw devil, and so he can turn it. He oh, can like gosh. sprout chainsaws from that his can hands be really and his head really quickly. Well, it is. It knows exactly what sort of series okay, it is. Okay, right. It leans and into that. You, okay, yeah, it good. knows. You picked up a book called Chainsaw Man because you want to see a guy <laughs> murder things with a chainsaw. Yes, and he works with like a bunch of other demon hunters who go out and take down demons it has it has plot and it does have it's a very good plot but it knows that you've picked up a series called chainsaw man mm-hmm. because you want to see mm-hmm. a guy murder things with a chainsaw okay <laughs> just just know you're getting into goofy right stuff. okay and this is this is um another manga yeah but they they are they have they are making anime of it that's currently airing so if you want to get a little taste <laughs> Wait, I, I, will, I will definitely oh, check that out yeah the one reason, or one of the reasons I haven't gotten into like manga or comic books or stuff is just I love reading so much because the story, a book, will keep me going for hours. But if right. like comic book or manga, I'm like flip, 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 flip. Okay, you're done. Yeah. And I just need something to entertain me longer. But I love the ideas behind, like the storylines behind the manga and comic books. That's why I watch the series, but I don't necessarily read them. Yeah. And I yeah, think- like Bleach it would probably count as. It would probably be ten good length books mm-hmm. if you if, if they were if it didn't have the drawing. It so yeah, it would be probably ten like Dresden file size books. Right. But yeah, it, with when, once you add in all the cells and everything, it is like 70, 70 I think I I don't think I ever finished, but I think I did like maybe forty or fifty of them. But yeah, and it does seem to go by very quickly. And if you are, at the time, I was having to buy them as they came out, yeah. or I was having to buy them as I could afford them <laughs> as a high school kid. And so it's very like, oh, I finished that. I finished that one in a night, and now I've got to go tomorrow yeah, and buy right, another one. Right. And yeah, so yeah, I could totally get that. Yeah, I don't know if, because I don't remember who published Bleach off the top of my head, but I do know that a couple of the big publishers of manga, like Shonen Jump is one of the biggest publishers, and they have like a digital service where you can, it's, it's, you could subscribe to it. It's like three, four bucks a month, I think. Don't quote me on this. This episode might be out of date, but (laughs) you get like digital back catalogs to a lot of the manga, which is great. You've got these series that go on for like 70 volumes and comics do that as well. Like with Marvel Unlimited, which is another sort of, you pay a flat rate each month and you get access to the back catalog of 10 bajillion Marvel comics, which is the same sort of cool. I spent $3 on this and read it 15 minutes. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. See, that's the end why I haven't gotten into them, but I yeah. love the idea and the stories behind mm-hmm. them. I did go back and read all of the Deadpool when the movie came out mm-hmm. because I remembered I would never I was never really into Deadpool when I was a kid. Uh, my favorite comic book was Spawn. I was all about some Spawn, <laughs> um, but when Deadpool came out, I remembered reading a couple of them and I was like that. I remember him being that, that was a really interesting idea 
and a really cute character. So mm-hmm. I, I did a digital purchase, and I do not remember the company that I bought them from, but I basically bought like 15 or 20 volumes of Deadpool comics and then just read them on the computer, which is good and bad. Um, I enjoy being able to immediately flip to the next one and, and keep going. I, there is something a lot different about holding the comic book in your hand versus looking at a picture of it. Yes. Um, there is a there's a tactile something that that you miss, but uh, it was still very enjoyable. Well, thank you all so much for sitting down and talking long series with us. This has been such a good podcast. I have had such a blast. I'm gonna have to transcribe so many titles into the books we mentioned <laughs> section of the show notes. But yeah, because we did. We kind of rattled off a bunch. We did, yeah. Mm-hmm. We had some that we wanted to talk about. And it's like, yeah. oh, but let's talk about Hardy Boys for a bit. Yeah, I can yeah. rattle off about a dozen more. <laughs> well, thank you both so much for being here. I have had such a lovely time. And Thank you. We yeah, hope, it was fun. Yeah, we hope to have y'all listen to us next time. That was a terrible <laughs> outro. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please join us again next time. Thank you for listening to Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. We hope you will tune in next time, and we encourage you to visit your local public library often.